Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of IJDHTF. I just don't have time CC for it. CC2020. Yeah, well, we're talking about Comic-Con 2020. And we have another four panels for you guys today. First up, Magic the Gathering, which I turn on because Andrew enjoys playing Magic from time to time. And I was like, maybe they'll tell him some new info. Well, I played it as a kid. Or like teen, in yeah. middle school and high school. And then I didn't play it for 10 years. And then I picked up some cards recently and I've been playing. So it's like kind of like an on and off thing. Uh, and so it was really interesting because they have the director of... The head designer. The designer, yeah. yeah. So, which is like kind of a big deal because like that's... My favorite thing about magic is art. Mm -hmm. And his name is Mark Rosewater. And he basically just talked about booster uh, opening. So he announced the set booster pack that they're going to come out with, which basically opens you up to get up to four rare slash mythics, which is a big deal because most of the time you can only get one, maybe two. But this one you have the opportunity to get up to four. And one of those would be a foil. So yeah. you could have like a rare mythic foil. I think this panel is probably worth watching if you are were big. looking to get into it or if you already have played a little bit of it. Like so. if you're look like if you're already excited and up on magic and you're like, oh man, what are they coming out with next? Like what kind of boosters are they gonna come out with? And he basically said the set boosters are more for people who like to collect cards yeah. than to like build a deck to play with. He did talk a little bit about some upcoming cards, but he couldn't really elaborate on them very much because I think he's under um, contract not to. Yeah. And but he did show us he was allowed to throw show us three new art pieces, which I wasn't like super impressed, but I did like the art. He also showed so one of the things in the set booster you can get is like one of three hundred like older cards. Which yeah. are like reworked. Like obviously they're new, but they're older cards. They're just older from other cards sets. from other sets, but you can like, it's like a surprise. Yeah, so he showed like three possibilities out of 300. So really, it doesn't narrow it down at all what you so could possibly get. Basically, the idea behind this is that like this pack is for people who don't necessarily play that often, but more just enjoy the opening of the packages and collecting the cards. Because I guess they have um, a number of people who will open a pack and it just goes right into their like collector's box. collector's box, and so this kind of like gives those people. So this would a be me if I collected magic cards, because I like whenever Andrew gets new ones, I just like to open them and see what he gets, and I would never like actually play with them, but I get excited. Like, ooh, this one's shiny. Ooh, I like the art on this one. And I think they're kind of catering to people like me who get joy out of, like... Yeah, like I think the they also made it made it so it's, like, themed-related. Mm-hmm. So, like, each... So, every... You get, like, uncommon cards, and then they're kind of related in some way. So, like, they'll work on the same mechanic, or they'll all be the same type of card, or... So, that's kind of, like, also a unique thing about it. Um, I think... A lot of people that play like Commander, which mm-hmm. is like a different way to play Magic, I guess, will probably play this, uh, open these packs. I don't know how popular it's going to be, honestly, but I think you'll just have to watch the panel and make up your own mind about it. 
Yeah, so then we also watched the Constantine 15-year reunion panel. Yeah. Which I've never seen Constantine. Andrew was like, we have to watch it now. You have to watch it. I was, like, really pumped about it because, like, I feel like they did such a good job on the movie. And it's really unique and awesome to hear, like, the struggles that they had to go Mm -hmm. through and, like, what were some of the niches and also the uh, things they had to overcome to get the movie and seeing shape yeah so one of the things i thought was really interesting is they asked them about the rated r label yeah and if they had tried to get it down to pg-13 and basically they had followed everything to a t to be pg-13 because warner brothers told them it needed to be pg-13 so they're like we're only going to do this amount of swear words we're only going to show this much skin this much violence and they did it to a t and within the first five minutes of the screen they marked it as rated R because of, like, impending doom. I know. And they're like, there is nothing we can do. They were just like, like, basically, if you want to make your movie rated R, just put demons in it because demons apparently have that. So they did mention something that was kind of interesting or, like, thought-provoking. When they were uh, filming, or when they began to film, Mm -hmm. I guess they were filming at the same time as another really big feature which was, I can't remember what they said. Do you, I don't remember. Better. They were basically saying that, like, Warner wasn't really paying that much attention to them. Mm-hmm. And so, like, they were kind of, like, being undercut a little bit in their ability to, like, get their movie out. But I guess they had a great pilot, like, first 15 minutes of the movie. Yeah. And that, like, really caught their eye. I wonder if that was probably around the time that they made Daredevil, huh? Because that was also at DC. And they were also making Man of Steel, the Superman movie, yeah. around the same time. So it's like they were pumping out a ton of yeah. DC stuff at that point in time. So they probably weren't really thinking of Constantine as anything So the special. people on the panel were Keanu Reeves. And then they had um, Francis and Akava. Akiva. Uh, Akiva. Uh, Francis is a director. Akiva is a producer. Yeah. And it was really fun because they talked about like bringing on Keanu for the part. And then Keanu, I guess, on his days off, would just, like, roll up on his motorcycle and, like, check out set. Yeah. And just, like, hang out. That's kind of cool. Yeah. And I guess he he was the one who said that they had to film it in L.A. It was part of his contract. Okay. Because Keanu likes... Like, if you're filming a movie that's supposed to take place in L.A., like, you get the feel of L.A. if you're filming in L.A. It's weird to go to, like, Canada and film, like, as if you're in L.A. Yeah. Like, it's weird. Well, I also guess that they, well, they were talking about it. They um, said that they filmed in, like, a lot of places in L.A. that didn't get much film time. So, like, Mm -hmm. they were in Koreatown, and they were in, like, Chinatown. And then they were, like, you know, going to, like, off streets downtown L.A. where a lot of people didn't film. Um, Yeah. Which I thought was awesome. You know what I mean? Which I was really impressed with Keanu for the fact that he remembered like every crew member's name. Like yeah, 15 Keanu's years got later. like a really good memory. Yeah. But he was like giving shout outs and be like, oh, this person was the second AD. This person was the guy with the boom mic. This guy was doing this. And they were like the best crew ever. And yeah. like he remembered everyone. I think he everyone. was like really enjoyed the physical, like, I don't know. He, he seemed like he was really stoked about it. They did talk about a uh, second. Constantine about how they would like throw around ideas among like each other but there's nothing really solidified there and and that Warner Brothers never showed any interest yeah there probably won't be 
another one unless they get picked they get sold or something to another oh and one thing another thing i thought that was really interesting is they talked about the geography of heaven and hell and how the geography was the same as like earth so like yeah that was actually pretty neat hell la or it'd be hell houston or hell new york and it was like all the same or like heaven la or heaven new york and that was like something new that they came up with themselves of how to do heaven and hell yeah basically what they were saying is that constantine didn't really get a ton of like attention right when it came out yeah and it got bad reviews when it first came out but it also was overshadowed it was touching on something there was a huge atheist movement happening right around that Mm -hmm. time uh and i remember it as a kid and so a lot of people were like well i don't believe in heaven and hell type of deal you know and what I mean? the people and, that were super religious were like, oh, this is blasphemous. Yeah, so it was getting hit by a lot of, like, opinionated, like, nonsensical ideas. Uh, and it actually was, like, a really good movie, and it was really well done. And it aged very well, you know, because they didn't do, like, a too much CGI. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it also did a new perspective on, like, hell and heaven. You know, it was a unique idea, you know. Like, wow, geography is the same as as it is in real life. So that's one that I would recommend. Even if you haven't seen Constantine, I was actually very impressed with that panel. And I feel like they had the right amount of people on the panel. Like just having yeah. the writer or not the writer, the producer, the director and the star. Like yeah. it, it wasn't people trying to talk over each other or people trying to get a word in. It was like yeah. a really nice. Episode. And also the producer was pretty interesting in a lot of ways because... He talked about like how hard it was to get people to move forward on it. Like mm-hmm. he had, I guess he had a hard time because he wanted to be the director. So he had to talk to a lot of people and it took like nine months to well, get Well, and I guess a few years before they even started filming, it was originally going to be Nick Cage. Like Nicolas Cage was yeah. going to play Constantine. And then like it never got off the ground. Things got moved around. They like switched mm-hmm. their producer director type stuff a little bit. And then they found Keanu and were like, this is perfect. Which honestly is for the best because I feel like Nick Cage is like a little bit uh, stretched thin. Especially at that point in time. Like he was doing yeah, so much. He's still doing like a ton of stuff where it's like, you know. Whether you're working from home or working on your fitness, you want what you're listening to to be what you're listening to, not what your roommates, the people at the gym, or your significant other are listening to. Everyone needs a great pair of wireless earbuds, but before you drop hundreds of dollars on a pair, check out wireless earbuds from Raycon. Raycon was founded by Ray J, which is super cool, and their earbuds start at about half the price of any other premium wireless earbuds on the market. And they sound just as amazing as the other top brands you know. Their newest model, the Everyday E25 earbuds, are their best ones yet. With six hours of playtime, seamless Bluetooth pairing, more bass, and a more compact design that gives you a nice noise-isolating fit. And they come in gorgeous colors. You can get them in rose gold or blue or black or white. And they look super chic, super cute. And they're also super comfortable and perfect for conference calls or binging podcasts like ours. Unlike some of your other wireless options, Raycon earbuds are both stylish and discreet with no dangling wires or stems to distract anyone during video chats. And like I said, this company was founded by Ray J, so you know celebrities like Cardi B, Mike Tyson, and Brandy all love Raycons. And now's the time to get the latest and greatest from Raycon. Get 15% off your order at buyraycon.com slash no time. That's B-U-Y-R-A-Y-C-O-N dot com slash no time for 15% off. Raycon wireless earbuds. 
buyraycon.com slash no time. All right. Check those out. And then use them while you listen to this podcast. Okay. So moving on to the next panel, we got Bill and Ted face the music. Which this is a sequel to a movie that came out in 1989, which was the year I was born. Over 30 years. Yikes. I know. You're making me feel old. But my dad used to love Bill and Ted when it first came out. So this had Keanu Reeves. So Keanu is here again. And then Alex Winter. So they had the original two guys there. They had the girls that played their daughters in the new film. They have the writers. They have the directors. They have the And producers. one of my favorite people, Kevin Smith, was moderating it. Yes. Which I think was a Burks. very smart person to have moderate this I movie. know. Because I didn't know that Bill and Ted had such a large influence on Clerks. Nor that I even really even... Or Jay and Silent Bob. Too. Yeah. Like, Kevin Smith just was really inspired by them. Yeah. In and it... Like, looking at how Bill and Ted act, like, because I had to go back and kind of look and watch some shows, because I hadn't seen Bill and Ted, mm-hmm. uh, it does, I can definitely see the bleed over there. Yeah. And they had, like, so much going on. They had everyone in their own little box, but then they had, like, fizz, like popping wires around each one and, like, electricity and they had, like, just a really fun background and backdrop. But it was almost too much going on. Yeah, it was like, I don't know. It was awesome. But it also was, like, a little bit distracting. Uh, it what was, did they talk about? It was the first time that I saw the trailer. So then we watched the trailer and I was like, man, we're actually going to have to go watch this. Yeah, the trailer looked cool. I'm going to have to go back and watch the, the last two movies, actually. Uh, so they did talk a little bit. And they were kind of talking to the girls which there was a fun connection because the girl that played Alex Winter's daughter, actually her uncle in real life played the villain in The Matrix. Yeah. So, uh, Mr. Smith. Yeah. So that was kind of like a really cool connection that they ended up in a movie. And together. then I guess that Keanu was working on The Matrix as the same time that he was doing Constantine. Was he? That was what was going on. Yeah. He was coming right off the oh, Matrix. Oh, because it was the second or third Matrix was being yeah. filmed at that time. Yeah. So that's interesting that that popped up. So that is kind of interesting how everything's a little bit connected like that. And obviously, Keanu's still a super fun guy. But I like that he kind of sat back in this panel. And like he would answer if someone asked him a question. But he wasn't trying to overshadow anyone else on the panel. Yeah. Which I could just see Keanu on set being like, oh. Dad's Mr. Smith, huh? Her her uncle, yeah. Or your uncle. He'd be like, I'm watching you. <laughs> probably wouldn't say that, but, you know, he'd probably just give her the eye. Yeah, I feel like it was just a really fun panel where they were just talking about the nostalgia of everything. Yeah. And how, like, I mean, they're doing this 30 years later. So yeah, I know. it's kind of cool to, like, bring back those characters. And one of the stories I liked is, I think it was the writer and director, or writer and producer, were... Like, they had seen a bunch of people for the parts, and then, like, they found out that it got recast. Yeah. But they hadn't got to see the guys that were going to actually be in it yet. Yeah. I guess it must have been the writers, because Dean, they didn't uh, know. Dean Parasot, is that who you're talking about? That's one of the writers. But they were, like, at a fast food place, oh, the, like, on their way the, to go film. Yeah, and the director was William Sadler, which he's pretty big, pretty big director. Yeah. So, they had a pretty darn good cast honestly yeah but the creators were like at this fast food joint and they like were on their way to set 
And they see these two guys in front of them in line, and we're like, oh, man, those guys, like, really encompass everything that Bill and Ted are. Yeah. Like, that's, like, these guys would have been so good for the part. And then they go to set and find out that those guys were actually Keanu and Alex who were playing Bill and Ted. Yeah, which is hilarious. So they were really proud of, like, the casting. They were like, they did a really good job. Yeah, they did. I agree. And it's so weird seeing Keanu Reeves that young. I think so, too. Yeah. He actually looks pretty young and, well, not, like, young, but he looks like... I want to say like a 30, 39, 40 to 45 year old in the new movie. But actually, I want to say that um, Alex Winter looks young in the movie, but seeing him on the panel, he looked kind of older. Mm-hmm. So, Which I think, aren't they both in their 50s They're now? both, yeah, they're both about the same 50, age. Yeah. So. so that was pretty fun. And then the last thing, I don't think there's much to delve into there. If you want to watch like Nostalgia... Like, them just talking about it and then, like, talk, letting the girls talk about how they found out about their parts and then watching the trailer then, obviously. And the girls are, didn't they don't really have a huge list of stuff they've done, but if you want to check them out, it's uh, Samara Weaving and uh, Brigitte, or Brigitte. Bridget? <laughs> Bridget uh, Lundy Payne. Yes. So, moving on from that, we also watched the Goldbergs panel, which... Was like super fun. I feel like Troy Gentile, who plays um, the older brother Barry on the show, I feel like he was trying to look really cool the entire time and not like his character because his character is like really like nerdy almost. So it was like weird to see him there with like a hat on, like lean back, trying to be all like cool. Yeah. So that was kind of weird to me. But they had most of the main cast there. I was bummed that they didn't have Patton Oswalt there because he does, like, the voiceover for the main character, like, as an adult. Um, you mean he does, like, the because Adam, narration? Like, or? Well, it's based on Adam Goldberg. Andrew hasn't really watched the show. But the show is based on Adam Goldberg. And then Sean plays Adam Goldberg as a kid. But there's, like, narration, like, voiceover as, like, him looking back on the oh, things that okay. happen throughout yeah. the show. So that's Patton Oswalt's voice throughout the entire thing oh neat. which is really fun um they did have george seagal which he's which, like a movie legend yeah which i'm surprised i don't feel like people realize like the people in the show maybe don't realize like what he's done you know what i mean i think like, the people he on built, the show like, he do. built the road that you drive on to get you know what i mean but like the I feel like the moderator didn't know too much about george seagal like they were probably like oh he's an old movie actor and they were probably like okay great yeah, it's like one of the legends who's still alive. It would be like the same as uh, if, what's the guy from Apocalypse Now? Um, meant, uh, oh my gosh. I have no clue. I've never watched Apocalypse Now. Uh, he also does a Godfather. Are you talking about um, um, Coppola? No, that's the director. Yeah. I'm talking about the famous actor, though. Like, Was that Sylvester Stallone? No, that wasn't. That wasn't. No. Oh, I don't know. Uh, I'm it just, was. <laughs> I'm just naming. He's a actor. famous actor. I know his name. I swear. Okay, we'll just move anyway, on. Anyway, it'll come to me. So, like, it was really cool that he was there, but it was funny because anytime they asked him questions about anything that happened on set, they'd be like, "Oh, remember this episode we did?" And he'd be like, "I I don't recall that at all." Yeah. Or like he recalled like zero stories from being on set because like he has just lived so much life. He and I think he like goes to work, does the episode, and then never thinks about that episode again. Like, he just moves on to the next one. 
So he's not like dwelling and reminiscing on like every single thing they do. Yeah, I think you might be right. Um, so whenever they would ask him questions like, oh, like, what about that? It's a wonderful life episode you guys did. And he's like, what episode? When was that? I don't remember that. Yeah. And that was like one of their biggest episodes. So it's really funny to like, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's not funny if his memory is bad, but I think it's by choice that he's not yeah. like overthinking those things. Okay, so the name I was trying to think of was Marlon Brando. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like they're probably about, they were, Mar- I think Marlon Brando's dead, but they're, if they were both alive, I'm pretty sure they'd be right about the same age. Or like Robert Redford is another one of those that like, yeah, they're just sure. like iconic. Or even Martin Sheen, I would say, is right up there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Even though the Sheens kind of have, like, a bad name now. But it's whatever. Yeah, so they do talk about how next season there's going to be... Because they do episodes based on movies, especially for, like, the very first one of the season. So the season premiere is going to be an airplane episode based on the movie airplane. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, and then they didn't get to finish filming their last season because of COVID, so they didn't get to do their season finale, but they are going to film that season finale. But it's not going to be at the beginning of the season. They're going to put it a few episodes in. Yeah. To the so I have to say one thing. This guy Sean. Uh, yeah, he Lumbrone, played or what is? How do you say his last name? I butcher it every time. It's like Giamboni or something. Giamboni. That guy is so funny. I know. Like he's just. I have such a hard time. Which George Siegel Seagal is like. Uh, yeah, that kid is awesome. <laughs> and he was like, I just, just love pleasure. watching Sean grow up. He's the most polite. He's so kid. polite. He's just like the most polite person I've ever and met. Sean is like, oh, and it's well, like, gee golly, thank you. <laughs> and he's like, it's crazy because like when they started the show, Sean was like 13. Yeah. And now he's 21. So it's I'm like, like just waiting really for watching. him to have a psycho moment where he just turns into like. You know, wrecking Charlie ball. Sheen. Charlie, I'm not Charlie Sheen. I was thinking <laughs> he's just gonna turn into the Ina Montana. Sheen. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but it was a fun like if you are into the Goldbergs, it's a good watch. They don't really share too much of what's gonna happen aside from oh, they did say Sean's character Adam Goldberg is going to date the popular girl next season and sean looked so excited because i don't think he knew that yet and he like just looked thrilled when they're like oh you know adam's gonna date that like popular girl which i looked up adam goldberg after this because like who is this guy and it came up with like an actor that was like not that Adam Goldberg. that adam goldberg because there's adam goldberg like the director, writer, Adam yeah. Goldberg. And then there's Adam Goldberg, like the comedian actor. And I'm like, he doesn't really fit. Like, wow, I didn't know he had such a like, depth writing experience, you know? Yeah. But it turns out it wasn't him. So I was like, oh, okay, it makes sense. Yeah. Not so, that Adam Goldberg. So now Andrew's going to at least have to watch an episode of the Goldbergs just so he like gets a full view of what this Yeah, I'm going to have to go back and watch Bill and Ted and the Goldbergs. I got my work cut out for And me. Constantine. We'll have to, I have to get Lindsay to... watch uh, Constantine. Yeah, so that is it for this episode of I Just Don't Have Time For, and we will talk to you guys in a few days to chat about the exhibit hall that we keep telling you we're going to chat about, and some more panels. We only have one or two more episodes of CC 2020. All right, guys. Ciao.